Hello, I'm Rebecca, the founder of Trio. Trio uses technology to enable organizations to prioritize the employee experience during every work-life transition that occurs in the workplace. And welcome to Pep Talks with Trio, where our expert partners share advice and discuss the workplace transitions that matter to you. Keep listening as we connect the dots between what's happening in life and work with the simple aim of education and empowerment, all because life happens at work. Now, financial well-being is an area of great need at the moment with the changing landscape and rising costs of living. So today we've partnered with one of our financial well-being experts, Darren Smith, Managing Director of Financial Wellness Matters Group. Darren, welcome. Thank you for Thank being you. here. Thank you for having me. It's great. Pleasure. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you do at Financial Matters Group? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be uh, Managing Director of Financial Wellness Matters and a connected advice company. Look after a team of 35 people. So our job, uh, which fits really well with the TRIO relationship, is helping people through transitions and helping them achieve what's important. So we work with organisations and we help individuals one-on-one on basically how they can uh, make the most of their money and hopefully reduce a little bit of stress along the way. Absolutely. And you're right, you've hit the topic there in terms of, you know, when we do have life events, life stages, life transitions, invariably it touches on finances, whether we're having a baby all the way through to planning our retirement. Um, The inflation is, you know, going through the roof at the moment. Many, many people are concerned about their finances. What are you seeing other topics that people are, that are in demand? What are people concerned about? And what are you telling people? What What can they do about what's happening in the financial landscape at the moment? Yeah, it's, it's a great question and obviously everyone wants the uh, answer and it's probably different for everyone. I think that's probably the first thing that we, when we talk to people or that's coming out of the conversations is understand what's important to you and do the work on knowing what's really important. If you do that, that sort of helps with a lot of the money decisions and, and trade-offs. But generally with things rising at a rate of knots, um, and it probably depends on where you're at in your, in your life stage or your career, but Ultimately, people are looking for ways to save. So a lot of the topics or questions we're getting are uh, how can I practically get a little bit of control back? Because there's lots I can't control, but the bits I can uh, are around where am I spending my money? Is there ways to save? Um, If I've got a home loan or I have debt, how do I best manage that? Um, So can I have a conversation with the bank and get a reduced interest rate? Even though interest rates are rising, um, the short answer is yes, you can. Um, And so it's generally around helping people get back in control and have the confidence to at least take a next step. Um, I suppose our advice uh, or our general guidance would be invest a bit of time uh, and focus on it. And again, try not take on too much at uh, one go. Uh, Little little bite-sized chunks is the best way to deal with it. Get a bit of confidence and then move on to the next one. Great. Now, one of the sort of big transitions that people at Trio are on um is obviously having a family and starting a family and having babies and invariably that requires one parent to be out of the workforce for a period of time i would imagine at this point in time there are people sort of considering can i afford to take 12 months off maybe i need to reduce it to six months you know when you're out of work you're not contributing to your super 
although yeah. some organizations but very few will still pay super during parental leave yeah what um what can families do you know can are there options for the partner that remains in the workplace to increase their super repayments because you know super is a becomes a family um, asset I guess over you know over a period of time what you know do do we sort of look at reducing the time we take off do we look at pausing our mortgage repayments do we pay off debt before we start what are the things the practical things that people can do if they're entering that phase of life yeah absolutely and and as you say it's a common uh a common situation for people to be trying to deal through that transition. And I think sometimes it's planned and sometimes it's not so planned. Um, either way, I, I think it's really important, again, to get back to the basics of if you understand your current financial position before you move into that transition, that's a really good place to start. Write it down on a bit of paper. It doesn't have to be too complicated, but really understand what you own, what you owe, uh, what interest rates there are and where the income is coming in, so understanding your income, and then also understanding where the spending's going. And I think the reason we'd say take the time to understand where your spending is, you can at least make those decisions about what can you stop, what can you slow down, what can you defer? And um, to your point, Rebecca, I think um, some organisations are really supportive and and you can get um, support throughout that, which might help you keep contributing to super. Um, But it also gives you the opportunity one, to engage your employer and have that conversation. But I'd say it's then going through all your different big expenses and saying, all right, well, do we really need this during this time or can we reprioritise? And I suppose that's the whole reassessment of what's important to you right now. Because I think what most people find in that transition is while some expenses stop, there's a whole range of other expenses that come up that you've got to deal with. So, again, having a clear picture of what it is puts you in control of to make the decisions. I think on the income side, some families look at, well, is there another way to generate some short-term income while I am home that yeah. might just offset? Or is there government allowances that I might be able to tap into um, during that time and support? And I, I think it's, again, getting where there is a, both couple or a couple, uh, where there's two people involved, then it's everyone understanding how they can contribute during that period. But you really do need to understand your starting position so you can then make the adjustments either to income or to where your spending is going. But uh, it definitely is a changed, uh, changing scenario. And I think the other thing you raise is how long do you expect to be off and what's your buffer or backup plan if that ends up being a little bit longer, if things don't go quite to plan. Mm-hmm. So a lot, lot to think about, but practically, I think, um, put yourself back in control by understanding the numbers at a high level and then dig down into the spending and work out where you can save. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, going down to becoming a one one income family for a period of time is challenging for most people. Um, And if we have mortgages at that same time frame, would you say if people are aware that they're going to fall out of their sort of fixed period with a mortgage um, during the time that they've dropped into becoming a one one income family? Yeah. Um, with the concerns around the rising interest rates, would it be sensible to look at um, refinancing or remortgaging sooner rather than later to know what your outgoings are going to be and fix those during the period that you may be down to one income? Yeah. 
So really good question. And it does depend on each person's own individual circumstances. So I talk generally, I think um, you want to understand certainty is important to some people during that time. So the benefit for some of taking a fixed rate uh, interest rate might be that it gives certainty or it might be part of the loan that's fixed to give more certainty. I'd also have a look at, because managing money well is about behaviours and, and money. And again, if you can get into the good habits, so if you're paying more than the required mortgage at the moment, you've really got to make that call. Do you lower that a little bit to make it a little bit easier during that transition? Mm -hmm. But then what's your plan What's your backup? Are you, you know, when when you come back to work, are you going to put those repayments back up? So I think it depends on the family situation or your individual situation. But what I'd say is it's a good chance for you to go to your bank, have a look at where your repayments are at. One, whether you can negotiate a little bit better deal um, without telling them all your details. But certainly the whole question of fixed, not fixed, depends on your, your own situation. But um, what's happened now with interest rates, uh, you know, getting a fixed rate is still pretty expensive. You're probably paying one or two percent above what the current variable rate is. So again, it depends what time you're going to be off mm. from work. Um, but yeah, definitely the changing landscape, uh, increasing interest rates is here with us for at least the next couple of years. Um, and uh, most are predicting, I think the two-year fixed rate at the moment uh, has definitely got a five in it. Um, in some cases, their predictions it might be a little bit higher than that. But at the moment, it's it's high fours, early fives at the moment for a two-year fixed rate. Okay. So, sort of gives you a sense of where banks think interest rates are going to be. Yeah, and debt used to be obviously very cheap, right? So you know, it was easy to get credit and to get into debt. Yeah. With the changing landscape now, does it make sense to look to pay off that debt or refinance? Um, what you know, what what would be your advice there? Yeah. So again, I'll talk generally because I don't know people's individual. Appreciate none of this is financial yeah, advice. Yeah, none of this is personal personal advice. But I I think refinancing is very difficult right now for anyone, even whether you're not going through this transition. The requirements gone uh, up a level in terms of what they want to know about your income and expenses and particularly if you're going to have a change in income that may impact your ability to get that refinanced so um, loan. before that happens yeah absolutely and, and you know when from an interest of disclosure you do really have to uh, let them know if there are major changes happening um, you know obviously some people will and some people won't but I think ultimately your best that would be understand what the best you can do with your existing um, bank or your existing debt first. And you've probably got more flexibility, particularly if you're head of payments or you're, um, you've got more ability to go and get, I suppose, the ability for them to vary it a little bit to make it a bit easier, be it for a, a short period. In extreme situations, um, the bank may give a bit of leeway in terms of really lowering that repayment to interest only for a short period that can help people in terms of cash flow if that's really a problem. But what I would say is if you can, try and keep your repayments at at least what you're already doing, if you can, because uh, unfortunately Australians are notorious for uh, once you go down, it's very hard to go back back up because we readjust our lifestyle and, and our spending to suit. But uh, definitely if it's 
family, um, having a family that's uh, one that you've got a fair idea on controlling the time, um, providing everything goes to plan. So, you know, we definitely see people um, fixing part of their loan or reducing the repayments for a set period um, just to ease some of that pressure. And they would tend to put the surplus money in a safety buffer account and not use that unless they really have to. Yeah. And what about sort of financial hygiene? Um, you know, when, you know, if we're sort of thinking we need to look at our, you know, financial landscape, what can individuals do just to sort of have a bit of a hygiene check on where am I? You know, a lot of us bury our head in the sands. We don't, I mean, I certainly don't understand <laughs> finances at all. So it's one of those things that I just, bury my head and you know really only deal with it when I absolutely have to yeah. um what what would your tips be around you know how can we have a bit of a hygiene check on where we're at what do we need to do yeah I, I think it um gets back to some basics you do have to invest a little bit of time and I know it can be painful um or a strange experience for some people um and we probably take for granted because we're we're just used to doing it, we're Do it every day it's easy yeah yeah you. so it's, it's sort of getting the balance right between i think putting down your spending uh into a spreadsheet uh, and we can access those with people that we work with or well, there's plenty available on some of the government websites like money smart is a, a really good website so there's plenty of apps and tools that can help you get the basics down and I think at least part of that hygiene piece is it's a look in the mirror piece of saying, well, this is at least my current position. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I can do that, and yes, it will take some time, but you don't have to revisit every week or every month necessarily. Again, we always say a three-monthly check is as good as uh, it's much better than not doing the check. So I think some people get wrapped up and think that every week they're going to have to spend a lot of time around the money. Once you get the broad structure in place. Um, it just needs a review and monitoring for changes in, in conditions or your situation. So once you get people on a path, it's it's pretty self-maintaining with a little bit of a uh, little bit of effort. But yeah, I know it can be painful, definitely setting up. But I'd say at least understand on a bit of paper what you owe and what you own and what rate interest rate, for example, that you're you're currently paying. Because there's always an opportunity in most cases to go back to your bank and say, hey, can I get a little bit off this? And if that's yeah. $1,000 a year, that could be really meaningful to uh, a you know, family. Yeah, that's great advice. And I guess part of that, you know, what do I owe? What do I own? Is It's looking at that budget as well and looking at that, you know, what buffer do I have and where yeah. can I cut costs? Is there, from a savings perspective, is there sort of a rule of thumb that individuals should look at, um, you know, from my monthly income as a best practice, this is what I should be setting aside into a savings account? Yeah, good question. Um, Again, it depends on everyone's circumstances. But look, I I suppose when we do our work around budgeting uh, with groups or individuals, we tend to say the default should be 50% 50% is around your fixed known expenses. And, and that's uh, sort of 50% of whatever you earn probably should be going towards those things or will have to. Um, there's then a, a 25% that goes to, I'll call it the fun stuff or the optional stuff. Because if you don't do that stuff, you, you won't stick to a budget, you won't stick to, to a plan. And then it's having that remaining sort of 25% going towards the future. And 
that future could be saving for the unexpected. It could be investing. It could be topping up with superannuation, et cetera, depending on your goals. But the ideal scenario would be 50% of your spending uh, for most people going towards the have to spends, yeah. 25% to the variable, the optional, the fun, we the call fun. that. Um, but we the need future to have fun. Bit, yeah, the, the trouble for us or for the people that quite often we are trying to help is fun extends into the future and absorbs everything of the future. So you, the fix we can't really change, but the fun merges into the future and um, it's probably just trying to get the balance. And uh, I always take a, my, own, my own rule is if I have a windfall, a third always goes towards paying off debt. No matter what amount it is, it's just the rule that we apply. Um, and it's just habit now. And I, and I suppose that's working out what's the way you interact with money and uh, what's what works for you. So we have people who put money in glass jars. We have people who put money in envelopes. We have people who have 20 bank accounts. I'm not suggesting any one of those is right or wrong. Um, it's finding out what works for you. Um, and uh, as long as you can put something aside for the rainy day, it's pretty important. Yeah. And finally, do you sort of talk um, to people through things like insurances and wills and life insurance? And, you know, again, as you sort of get older and you're starting families and you're going through yeah. life, um, you know, when you're young, we don't tend to, you know, I never did anyway, sort of think about yeah. these things. But is that something that you talk to people about and, you know, help people set up? Because, actually these things do happen and it really does come to a point in our life where we need to make sure that you know we are protected our partners and our families are protected yes. and as horrible as those conversations are they are they are they do need to be had yeah most definitely I think there's two parts um, as you're aware to our business one is where we do general information around those topics and there's another part of our business that deals with individual advice that's personalised and regulated, et cetera. But we work with a lot of professional partners, lawyers, estate planners, et cetera. So uh, again, if anyone wants to reach out, we've got some, some tools that we can share around general steps you can take, but it is really important regardless of age. And uh, you know, when we're talking to the younger part of the workforce, um, and I put myself in the more mature part of the workforce in terms of age, um, you know, with super these days, most people through their insurance through work have insurance. So again, if you haven't got a will or an estate um, that's up to date and a fairly big percentage of people don't, um, that's not going to go. If anything does happen, the unfortunate, well, what happens with the super money and the insurance that you've put in place? Um, do you want it to go to the place that you, know, you uh, want it to go to? The best way to do that is to have a plan and, and have it reviewed by a professional, definitely. Um, so I think a lot of these things you don't have to do yourself. Sometimes it does cost money, um, but there's a lot of general information. I, I go back and say one great website um, that is free is the Money Smart website, which is uh, designed and done uh, by the government. It's got lots of use of cal useful calculators and tips for pretty much every um, topic around finance. Um, and again, obviously there's ways to reach out to us. So, like us. Yeah, with that, you know, I mean, I only looked at those things when I was having my child. Yep. Um, but actually, what you're saying is really, we should be looking at that. When we start work, we've got, you know, yep. we, we're having money going into a super. At that point, we should actually start thinking about, you know, 
what happened, you know, where does this happen? Let's set it up at this point and then sporadically we can review it, but actually don't wait until, you know, you, you know, I sort of did it because I felt like I had responsibilities finally. And, you know, I needed to get these things in place, but actually what you're saying is, you know, it's, it's actually a good thing to do early on in your career. I I think uh, absolutely. It's identifying what are the most important things, but having an appreciation of, some things might be more important now, but at least understand how you plan to deal with those other things. So there's insurance that might come by your employer um, and superannuation plans connected to that employer, but you might have insurance outside of that as well. And uh, most people would prioritise that a bit later, but the later you leave it, the more expensive it becomes. So it's it's one of those things of just getting into good money habits and, and I think trying to keep it as simple as possible also helps. Amazing. Thank you so much, Darren. It's been wonderful talking to you. It's certainly a hot topic at the moment. And I do appreciate that this is general advice, but it's really just opening people's eyes to what can I think about? What do I need to think about? What are, you know, what are the potential options that I have to me? And um, really what I'm hearing is let's start the conversation because the sooner we start the conversation, the sooner we're going to have more control over our financial security as we go through these transitions and as you know we can manage life um as it throws things at us so it's amazing thank you so much i look forward to talking to you again thank Thank you for your time thanks for the opportunity really appreciate it speak soon